gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am The Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the DC TV Podcast, episode 121. And uh, we're back, we're mourning the loss of Black Lightning this week. Uh, until until uh, we meet again there, Cross Williams and company. Uh, but we do have four episodes of uh, DC TV to talk about this week. We've got Supergirl, Krypton, Arrow, and The Flash. And uh, joining me tonight to discuss these uh, various and sundry episodes, he came back in time to save his city of Seattle. It's Richard, Mr. Richard the Chub Toad Sheldon. Yeah, still trying to keep myself from ripping apart the fabric of space-time. It always happens around you. What is with that? I don't know. It's a, I guess i got to stop creating all these anachronisms. That's good stuff. But... And, her... <laughs> and her psychic they, they, feedback, they, they, and her psychic feedback right? loop uh, causes, causes dogs to bark from, from <laughs> dozens of miles away and everybody to want to punch each other in the throat. Sister Throat Punch herself is back, everybody. Jerry Atkinson. I'm back, ninjas. I'm back. You know, <laughs> she she calls herself that, but has anybody actually ever seen her punch somebody in the throat? I don't really want to because it might be my throat. Oh, it's, okay. It's the thing. The people that could attest to my throat punching skills can't live to tell about it. Oh. Yeah, man. I know. I know. So actually, you, you ever... no witnesses. If you ever want to actually know why my name is Sister Throat Punch, I, I can tell the story. Go ahead. It's actually a cute little family story. My sister is about three inches shorter than me, and she grew up mean because she's so short, I think. You know, like we're closer to hell with short chicks. Right. So um, she would get teased all the time. So she's pretty rowdy, and she has two stepkids. And once she was telling one of them what to do and told Taylor what to do and her stepson Hunter was like, "You better do what Robin says because she will punch you in the throat." This is Texas talk, by the way. I'm not just you know like losing yeah. my Anyway, <laughs> he's like, "She'll punch you in the throat like that band five uh, five finger throat punch," and everybody just started laughing because it's five finger death punch, but still hilarious. So my sister, I nicknamed Sister Throat Punch, and. <laughs> I just like the name so much. I'm like, I'm taking it. I like it a lot. Like, almost sounds like you're clergy, right? <laughs> you sound like, like, it always sounded to me like a wrestler who dressed up like a nun. Right. <laughs> and in this Shaolin, corner. Shaolin nun. In this How about corner. a Shaolin nun? You there know you what I'm saying? I, yeah, no doubt. And That'll I just work. love it. So you gave yourself it. the nickname? No, her. Well, I gave her the nickname, but I liked it so much, I totally swiped it. Because I'm, so. I'm thinking that that doesn't follow nickname rules. Really, Chub Toad? <laughs> I, I, no, didn't I, give, I didn't give <laughs> myself that name. Oh, my okay. friend no John gave me that nickname. Well, no one ever called her that but me, so it really never yeah. stuck. And I really liked the name. I mean, where would what? you be in your life without knowing that existed? Come on. Name that name would have gone to waste without her using it. Thank you. And we yeah. just sat there with nobody using it. So by all means, she's recycling it. So that's cool. 
I'm nope. upcycling it. Upcycling. <laughs> back, back in the yeah. early '90s, when Magic: The Gathering was first starting to spread out into other sets, they, their their winter snap or whatever the set was, they had a Chub Toad, a two two creature. And my friend John took a picture of me and pasted it to that card, and we were playing Magic, and he laid it down, and ever since then, I've been known as Chub Toad. You lost me after Magic the Gathering. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't throw stones. I play, D, I play D&D every week. It's, it's exactly. All I'm just teasing you. And, and, and how did you get the name Yoda Jones? Yeah, uh, my two favorite characters, uh, Yoda and Indiana Jones. Ah, okay. Yeah. Glad we to... had this bonding moment. Yeah, we yeah. Are, I all feel I feel just a, a millimeter closer to all of you guys. Yeah, the cockles of my heart are starting to warm. Let's all bond again over our hatred of Arrow. Get that out of the way. Oh, first. you <laughs> have to. Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. Is that a good segue or what? Okay. Uh, this yeah. episode is called "Shifting Allegiances," and. <laughs> Um, as much as Supergirl this week, uh, quote unquote, borrowed or homaged, if you will, Star Trek, uh, there was a sequence here that just was a total like uh, rip. I thought anyway from the Dark Knight Rises. We'll see if you agree. Um, they uh, start off in Russia. Oliver is doing a job to try to get the Bradford to forgive Anatoly, and that goes fine. But then Oliver comes back and he finds out Anatoly doesn't want to join the Bradford. So that was a waste, right? Yeah, Anatoly tases him and chains him to a chair so they can talk, because that's what friends do, you know. Always. <laughs> and Oliver tries to talk uh, Anatoly out of hanging out with Diaz. You know, he's like trying to, you know, he's telling him they used to be brothers and uh, that Diaz has no honor and stuff. Um, but it turns out that uh, Oliver, this is all part of Oliver's plan to allow Anatoly to capture him. Of course. It reminded me of, like, Pee Wee Hermie. I meant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He wants uh, to convince, you know, Anatoly to flip on Diaz. He tries to appeal to his sense of honor. And since Diaz doesn't have any honor. So Anatoly turns Oliver over to Diaz anyway. And then he gives Oliver a chance to take Diaz down. He said, look, let Oliver fight for his freedom. So they have a uh, a fight, uh, leave the city fight. <laughs> If, Ol- if Diaz wins, Oliver leaves, and if Oliver wins, then Diaz will, will deuce his on out. Um, this part was right out of, for me, it was like, they're trying to make, I thought, you know, last week, Daryl, oh, by the way, Daryl's not here tonight, because he's out watching Infinity War. Um, really so. excited, he got his tickets and yeah, everything, he, he's been he, posting. Yeah, you got the yeah, all the social media. Yeah, no doubt. Did you, well, oh. did you see a few minutes ago, he posted on uh, Instagram, he's all cosplayed up as Thanos, purple makeup and everything no i miss off. yeah he's got the glove it's impressive Ooh, nice yeah but there's like uh this part really reminded me of like a dark knight rises you know because he has this part where he's like yeah, he really adopted hell i was born in it and it was like and at first you know that daryl was saying that they were trying to make diaz like black mask but now i think he's trying to make him more like bane and you know okay. oliver has like way more training than diaz you know what i mean he trained with the league of shadows he fought Rachel Gould to a standstill and all this, but like he barely holds his own against Diaz. Um, but he ends up getting the upper hand, and then Diaz, of course, cheats and stabs Oliver. So um, not only is Anatoly about to ch- flip on Oliver, so is Laurel. Um, 
Diaz tells Quentin about, you know, Laurel being a, you know, uh, on, actually on his side being evil. <gasps> oh, no. No. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. But then uh, he finds out that she's actually kind of afraid of Diaz. So Anatoly and her are kind of both up ready to flip. Um, on the other side of the uh, the Arrow coin, uh, Renee finally gets out of the hospital and comes back to work on New Team Arrow Incorporated or whatever you want to call it. And um, they, f- they figure out that like after they took down the Vertigo business, you know, that they're probably looking for a new supplier. There's this Gilead's gang called the Scorpions. And they turn out, it turns out they're uh, trafficking in high-powered weapons instead of drugs. And then the uh, Quadrant, which are the dumbest name for a uh, crime syndicate I've heard in a long time. I, I'm i like, wh- I, I don't get that name. I don't get it. Is it because there's four of them? Is that what it yes. is? Maybe yeah, because that would all... be the quad. That's the quad part, but like Quadrant is like an area. You know what I mean? Like, I, well, yeah, I know. In Star that. Trek, I'm they have like the Delta though, Quadrant or something, right? Or, I don't know. I'm not as big a Star Trek fan. It's, it's not a very smartly thought through name. There's so many good they names. They make bad choices. That's what they do, okay? Oh, right. <laughs> they you made mean, a bad choice. You mean Arrow or the Criminals? The Arrow, Arrow the Show? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, the, the group, they're not known for their good choices. Why would they put much thought into their stupid name? I don't know. You think it would be one, something that's kind of, I mean, even like the organization or, you know, would be better or, you know what I mean? The company, anything. The uh, family. The, syndic- the syndicate the family. or. Yeah, the family, mob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with the mob. <laughs> That'd be good too. Um, Team Arrow's about to get their butts kicked by uh, by the Quadrant. But Diggle arrives to save the day with a bunch of dudes from Argus. Isn't that? I'm about done with Diggle. Yeah, here's the part I didn't understand. Why did Diggle apologize to Renee for everything that happened? I didn't. Renee was the one who flipped on them, wasn't he? Yeah. He should be the one apologizing. Yeah. Right, but he should be the one apologizing, not Diggle. Why would Diggle? What does Diggle have to apologize for? Because this doesn't change anything, Hoss. Because it makes arrow sense. Arrow sense. <laughs> yeah. No, there is no such thing as arrow sense. Not no, anymore. there is. We have no, legend sense. Now we have arrow sense. You can accept that there's arrow sense. All your questions will be answered. But legend sense is, is quirky, stupid, but fun. Arrow right? sense is quirky, stupid, and just stupid. Yet still, Yet still. you just <laughs> don't exist. Is it really, is <laughs> it really a thing, it, though? I don't, know if, I don't know if that's real. You know, it's like pattern recognition. It's like you're seeing a face where there is no face to me. You know what I mean? Right. You're looking, you're looking for something because that's the way the brain works. And I don't know if that's really even yeah. there. Oh, it is, the, it is the way the brain works. You want I'm to try sure to make sense of chaos. And this just seems like dumb, dumb. So we embrace the chaos and say it makes arrow sense. So Team Arrow finally, finally gets some shit together enough to actually do something. They're actually stopped this shipment with the help of Argus. Because, you know, they can't do anything on their own. Right. And the episode ends with uh, Diaz um, deciding he's not going to make Oliver leave the city. Instead, he's going to hand him over to the cops and order the men, his men in the courthouse to revoke his bail and move up Oliver's court date. Because that's how court works. Yeah. And uh, the um, 
Timero members watch as Oliver is marched into the police station in handcuffs and put <gasps> into a cell. Oh, whatever will happen now? Oh, I don't know. Are they going to break him out of jail again? Like this, they did a couple this looks dark, guys. Ago? This looks really dark. I don't know. This could be know. the end. You think it could be the end? <laughs> I mean, I don't it know. could be. They painted themselves in a real pickle now. <laughs> <laughs> that old Duke boy is a hogtie railroaded now. <laughs> there you go. No doubt. I mean, how many? I'm trying to think. Y'all stay tuned. I've, I've already thought of a couple times he's been arrested for being the Green Arrow or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. At least a couple oh, yeah. times. It's probably more. I just can't remember because I'm old and my brain doesn't work as well as it used to. But I can think of a couple times already that they've done this exact same thing. It's supposed to be so dramatic or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, come on. This is, you know. I mean, what's next? He's going to say he can't trust the rest of the team or something? And I don't know. It just <laughs> seems like, yeah, they keep playing the same song over and over. I don't know, but you know. With what they've done with these characters and this whole thing of now arrows or uh, arrow, Oliver's like I'm just gonna be on my own. That's the way it started. That's the way it should be. Blah blah blah. I hope what what happens is something. Either the team goes away, they get killed off in this thing, something to where it's permanently just him. Maybe of course with Felicity because I'm gonna, married, tell, I'm gonna but, tell you exactly what happens. Gonna happen, okay? I'm gonna play Chub Chudamas if I can. Like you, okay. do, like you do on uh, on Walking Dead, on the Walking Dead TV podcast. The team hero is going to get together, work together to get him out of his pickle that he's in. And then Oliver's going to realize that he can't do it all alone. He can't do it by himself. He needs to be able to trust his team. And they're all going to trust each other and get together for the finale, whatever the hell that may be against this DS. Are they, are, are they not going to have a Coke and a smile? <laughs> I don't know. Need to know. Well, no, and, and whatever, real, whatever, right? whatever they got to do to button up this shitty season, fine. But I mean, there are only what two I, more. I think there's only two more episodes left to the finale. I really don't. I really don't want most of these characters to return. I don't. I don't want Diggle. I don't. They they have just totally ruined that character. Um, the uh, what's her head? The cop. Drawing a blank on her name, but anyway, she needs to go. Hoss needs to go. I'm okay with you know T Sphere man, but I don't know. I just I'm I'm really tired of this cast because they have just. And I don't blame the actors so much, but still, this show has just ruined these characters for me. If I never see Katie, Cass- if I never see Katie Cassidy again, I'll be good. Especially with the flash. Ever this week. in my life. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. Even with, especially with the flash this week. I'm like, really? We got to put up with this shit over here, too? Yeah. It's dumb enough on Arrow. We got to see her on Flash, too? Oh, well, man. I want to see Katie Cassidy get work. You know, I want to see her in things, but I want her out of this. <laughs> you, you are an altruistic soul. I'm not. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm tapping out. You can move on to, like, I, uh, you know, Guiding Light or something. That's fine. But Yeah, no, fine. I just, I, somewhere where I'm to, not going to see her. <laughs> she needs to do Tampax commercials all day, every day. That's what she needs to do. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I went there. I went. I went her like in the white tennis skirt too. Like, <laughs> I, Mom, I don't, I don't feel so fresh. Yep. 
Maybe you shouldn't have screwed up Arrow so bad. <laughs> well, I just want a D for dumbass Diaz. I'm really not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm just waiting for the new showrunner to do something with the, interesting with the show. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is and, and we had our beefs against the OG Laurel, but at least she was somewhat of a thought-through character to a point. I don't know. They shouldn't have killed her off. They, I don't understand. I, I thought the whole thing was Katie Cassidy wanted to leave, but apparently not because she's been back more <laughs> I than that. I, I, I just... She's been around more than since she died, I think, than she was when she was alive. Yeah, they split her into two characters. Yeah. I'm just saying... Three characters on The Flash. If you count Flash. True. They they have forced this this Laurel on us, and it it just... uh, I don't know. It's like when I was always trying to give... You know, when my kid was sick when he was little, trying to give him medicine, just... You had to force it on him, you know? That's what this feels like. Like, they're like, you're going to get your daily... Or your weekly dose of Laurel Lance. I <laughs> just can't. Yeah, I can't crazy. take her anymore. Can't take half of these. I, I really want Haas to go. God, he's got to go. Yeah. Hmm. Agreed. What do you guys give this? Uh, or find me the remote. Oh. <laughs> I I will actually give this one a C minus because there actually was some decent camera work this episode. Some halfway decent choreography. Um, there were there were a few things that they actually did better this episode than they have done in a while, but that's not saying much. Not saying much at all. I just get the season over with. You know, Stephen Amell tweeted the other day that he had seen the seasons. He just watched the season six finale, and he's stunned. So we'll see what that means. Somebody hit him in the head? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, well, let's move on to the other show Katie Cassidy was on this week. <laughs> the Flash. This actually wasn't a bad episode, though. No, I, I'm always happy to see Wentworth Miller as Citizen or Captain yeah. Cold. I'm fine with them as Leo Snart. Yeah. Um, it's like good news, bad news, though. You know, On the one hand, you got good news, you got Wentworth Miller. On the bad news, on the other side, you got Katie Cassidy. Um, this picks up pretty much right where we left off last time, right after Ralph's death. Barry and Iris are in therapy with Dr. Finkel. And I like this conceit. You know, like these these superheroes, they, they deal with a lot of, like, trauma. A lot of blood trauma and stuff. And, you know, especially yeah. Barry has, uh, like, a lot of people to grieve for. It makes total sense that he would, you know, be in therapy. It kind of kind of makes sense. Although, this whole episode, he, he kind of um, is stuck in the stage of denial. You know? Um... You know, the typical process of grief or whatever. Um, yeah. They find out DeVoe wants to uh, capture the metahuman fallout to use as, you know, nuclear bomb power or whatever. Um, we still... I, here's what I don't get. We only have, like, uh, a few episodes left. We really don't know what DeVoe's total plan is, right? Right. And that kind of bothers me. But anyway, I have no clue. I don't know what he's planning. Other than to get as many meta powers as he can, I really, I, I don't know. Do you think well, I mean, they're going to carry this? Do you think they're going to carry this over into the next season? I don't think so. 
I hope not. I mean, okay. I haven't I haven't disliked this DeVoe storyline at all. I think it's been pretty good for the most part. There's just been, you know, a few little things here and there I didn't like. But for the most part, it's been pretty good. But I don't want this to go into next season. No, I, I want them to tie it up. Um, they need to move Fallout to a secure Argus location. Um, but they're concerned that the move is going to cause them to go nuclear or that DeVoe is going to strike somehow. Uh, so they do two things. First of all, they build him a suit that will contain him, which, you know, really shouldn't be that hard considering they had the similar situation with Firestorm, right? Right. And, uh, second, they travel to Earth-X and they ask the Leo Snart of Earth-X to help them out. But when he comes through, so does evil Laurel Nazi, Nazi Laurel Lance, Siren X. Uh. I know. And for some reason, she's still pissed about um, Oliver's death from the follow from the uh, crossover, which was like what a year ago or something. But anyway, um, we also uh, see on the thinker side, uh, Marlies keeps trying to reconnect with her husband because you know finally he looks like himself again because of um, Ralph's powers, right? Right. But you know, but Devoe has no time to indulge emotions because he has logic. <laughs> And the smarter he gets, the less in touch with the emotions he gets. In fact, when Laurel Lance tries to attack and get a fallout, they they mess it all up, and he can't even understand why the Flash didn't dispatch her immediately. And you know, Marley's like, "You idiot! He's grieving, dumbass." You know, but he doesn't. That doesn't compute for him. Um, it, more, more. It's more of the setting up Marley's for what's uh, I guess will be the betrayal. You know. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Leo Snart's trying to get Barry to talk about his grief. This Leo Snart is like, not like the cold Leo Snart from our Earth at all. He's like very open with his feelings, very caring and warm and fuzzy for you know being Captain Cold. It's kind of it's kind of cool to see Wenton, uh, Wentworth Miller play against the type that he set for himself. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I. It's all like you said. It's always good when he's in an episode. Yeah, I'm glad they figured out a way to bring him back, at least in this in this respect. And in the end, he gets married, which was cool. Um, but anyway, Siren X decides to uh, kill everybody, use Fallout to kill everybody in the uh, Central State Police Department because that's the set that they already have in the, <laughs> in the production. I guess I don't know. Didn't seem to make sense yeah. to me why. Um, the canary cry is causing a lot of damage to the station. Fallout's temperature increases. Barry can't get his head into the game. But then he realizes that, you know, he has this breakthrough that he feels guilty for Ralph's death. And that's what motivates him yeah. to take out Siren. And uh, later, Joe finds Barry crying in his lab. Um, and uh, Barry opens up to Dr. Finkel about how he never get told uh, Ralph that he was proud of him. So, mm-hmm. you know, he was able to work, th- start to work through his grief anyway. Yeah. Uh, we also find out in this episode that Harry, the dark matter he put in his brain is actually causing him to be dumber. But uh, he wants to try to leave. First he tries to hide it and then he decides to leave the team but then Cisco tells him, talks him into staying. Um, and then Caitlin is like dealing with the loss of Killer Frost. Um, there's no dark matter in her DNA, but there's, is some anomaly there, so they'll probably bring her back. Yes. So. Oh, well, I hope so. And, and I, I, I'm just wondering if, if, uh, 
if that if his brain his thinking cap or whatever that's gonna do i mean if i'm assuming this is gonna be somewhat reversible i hope but i wonder if it's gonna give him like more like a a, turn him into a meta or something him playing with all that dark matter in his brain well i also wonder if this is gonna have some sort of effect on devoe using it like that too that would be good yeah, but I mean, is his isn't exactly like Devo's, is it? Mm-hmm. No, it's based on it though. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So that was the Flash this week. It was decent, I thought. I'm just I'm tired of Katie Cassidy. That's my only real beef with this. You know, of yeah. all the of all the villains and all the worlds and all the places they could have drawn from, they went with that. Uh... Give me Dark Diggle. I would have rather had that. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there are way there are other villains they could have gone with here. You know, the other, right? You know, I mean, what if they brought in you know the EarthX version of Heat Wave? That would have been cool to see Dominic Purcell and, and Wentworth Miller play off each other like they do. Oh yeah. You know, um, yeah. it could have been a lot of ways they went with that, but they didn't. So they went with Katie Cassidy. So I'll give it a C for Katie for Katie Cassidy. <laughs> I'm with you right there. It, it's a C, um, but it, I mean, overall, it really wasn't a bad episode. Mm-hmm. It just—I don't know. You can tell that it, it. This is part of what we've talked about before the the full network type season of episodes. There's just some that kind of fill time, and that's what this one kind of felt like. Like it just filled time. wasn't bad, but wasn't great either. I'm gonna go. Be because I loved Wentworth Miller in this like more than I have loved him in the past. I think just to see him, I love when he plays like like sage. You know, right. <laughs> you know he's like dispensing useful advice. He's like you know schooling people on love. It, it's kind of, to see him be so enlightened kind of warmed my heart. Yeah, I, I know I do have one. It's shocking. So <laughs> be because he was in it. He even almost canceled out. I don't even want to say her name, but that okay. that chick. That chick. I know you <laughs> have. A, I know you have a heart, Jerry. You keep it in a box in your drawer somewhere, right? I mean, I eat several a day, but yes, mine pretty much fits that description. Yes. <laughs> okay. What? I don't know. Chipto likes to send this stuff in the middle of recording. So. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, Chub. Let's move on to. Uh, Supergirl, in which Supergirl gets to tell mon how he messed up, <laughs> and then blame it on Martian Dad. <laughs> now go ahead and lay us out the, the Star Trek episode this is ripped off from, the one with Spock's dad, where yep, he can't control his emotions or whatever. From the air, uh, Sarek. The yeah. episode was called Sarek, and he had gotten uh, Bendy Syndrome, which basically... Is exactly what happened in this episode to Martian yeah. Manhunter's dad. Except there was no one there like Sarek's uh, assistant or whatever that was helping block or trying to contain it. Right. Right. Basically what happens is uh, Myron, um, uh, John's dad, has this, he's getting older and it's, uh, he can't, uh, he doesn't have the strength he used to to shield his... Um, psychic fallout or whatever from everyone else. So everyone around him gets projected on by these uh, feelings that he has of you know, anger and frustration and stuff. 
Um, it falls out in some interesting ways. We also start off that we start off though with uh, Lena and Sam. Lena has finally figured out Sam's secret after how long now? Quite a while. Oh my gosh! Wait, the season, the whole season, pretty <laughs> much. Reigns appearances black match Sam's blackouts. Um, Sam still refuses to believe her, even though it's clearly herself wearing dark lipstick and a rain mask. Right. <laughs> um, Lena refuses to let Sam leave her cell for unsaken for rubies, and that causes Sam to lash out. Um, but Selena stays ice cold and starts needling her, asking her how she could possibly forget attacking Morgan Edge or punching Supergirl or ripping those criminals apart, all while living with her daughter. And she says, you're not a mother, you're a monster. <gasps> you know, though, the one thing that I keep wondering about is, remember when it was the girls' trip out of, out of the galaxy, and um, she showed up there, and for, like, a brief couple of seconds, she turned back from Rain into her? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering, I mean, she, I was wondering, how does she not have that memory, you know, or, or right. they could use that as a... You, you're. Her, her starting point for her figuring things out. I don't know. but yep. uh, Well, Lena's tough love does the job and it triggers a rain episode. And that takes Sam yeah. to a dark place. And Sam wakes up to find the footage of her rain transformation playing in her trash cell. And then uh, Sam finally comes to the realization. She says all those people and Lena assures her they'll find a way to fix her thanks to the rain mm-hmm. DNA she collected. So... Um, and while Lena's been working with Sam, she's been neglecting James. But, um, they go out and, uh, tell him she doesn't need to confide in him, and he offers advice, and he listens and brings her dinner. So he's, like, pretty much a perfect boyfriend. Right. Uh, Karen Company plays charades at the beginning of the episode. Um, he tells the group that, uh, Myron kind of tells some tales out of school. He cheats by shape-shifting and mind-reading. <laughs> and then tells the group that John, John used to cheat on his Ock Rock talk board and blame his imaginary friend, an imp named Zook. <laughs> I, I for a second I thought, oh please let them say was wasn't it was it Gadzook? Was that the one on the Flintstones? The little yeah, the, yeah, the green, yeah, or Gazoo, the great Gazoo, the great Gazoo, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there's an alien going crazy at the bar, at the alien bar. Tosses Supergirl into an arcade game. No! Um, not the arcade game. And it turns out that, um, uh, the unusual behavior, uh, John chucks it up to her psychic abilities and Mercury Rising. To which the sisters Danver are kind of shocked that, you know, uh, the explanation is astrology. Right. But John's like, no, more like complex luminal and gravitic shifts that determine calinorian brain function. But sure, uh, but sure, oh, astrology. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, John's dad is struggling with Za'alet, which is like a, a Martian version of uh, Alzheimer's. You know, he's, his memory is decaying. Um, he brings um, Myron to the DEO to perform the Ta'ar Karik ritual, which moves information from the bad parts of his mind to his healthy parts. And that causes everyone around to kind of freak out and get, you know, get, uh, get angry and be more yeah. aggressive. Wynn and the DEO tech guy Demos get into a fight when, you know, Demos calls Wynn an egotistical little son of a serial killer. Oh, cold blooded, man. Dem's fighting up. words. 
no doubt. Uh, Kara goes off on Monel about being a bitch, about how he is a little bitch, and you know, <laughs> kind of true, uh, you know. But I mean, it's she cool. unloaded on him. Yeah, but I mean, she had some things to unload, so it was good yeah. that she had an excuse to do so. You know, right? I'm glad they kind of cleared the air there between those two. Uh, it, yeah. it was kind of a contrived way. Um, I'm actually starting to not mind Broel so much this season, anyway. He's starting to seem like he has his shit together a little more. So, yeah, they uh, I like the new costume. He's been deduced. Item. Yeah, he's been deduced. Is that a surgical thing? or? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to literally go to a doucheologist to ask that question. <laughs> is, it done, is it done under general or local anesthetic? Is, are you aware I, I of think it's just. I think it's just Twilight because it's an in-office procedure. But I don't, not, not, not all insurances will cover it, so you really have to check with your PPO. Plus, I imagine it would depend on the severity of the douchebaggery. Um, true. You know, uh, you true. Know, just a light, uh, light, uh, light amount of douchebaggery could be like an outpatient thing. Yeah. But a real hundred yeah. percent douchebag might need to stay in the hospital for a few days for observation. I would imagine. I mean, those are extreme cases. Usually, douche gene therapy is is enough to address the problem. And 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 I'm assuming that they only perform this procedure during the summer in the evenings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I and mean, after, that's the only time they ever and, go out of the house, so you have to work around yeah, the schedule. And afterwards, you just don't feel so fresh. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Well, no, you get, you, get issued, you, get, you get issued a bag. It's like a colostomy bag, but it's, it's a different kind of bag. So, it's, and then you're fine. Pop it takes the toxins out of your system. Well, it's a douchebag. Right, right. <laughs> Lord and lady douchebag. <laughs> oh. Anyway, okay, I'm glad Daryl wasn't here for that because he would have put the kibosh on that. Um, Monel's trying to train uh, Kara how to use her Kryptonian cape like Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, it's got like some. I thought the cape training stuff was pretty cool. I, I liked it all through I'm... the episode. Each time they did something with the capes, I thought that was kind of cool. I was fine with it. Um, I, I can see that coming into play later when going up against rain and pestilence and stuff. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. But while they're training, of course, Kara unloads onto onto um, Monel. Um, Monel is being shielded from the Martian aggre- psychic aggression because of his Legion ring, but Kara is not. So you know she expresses uh, herself that she fell in love with an unrepentant jackass who was thoughtful and disrespect- <laughs> thoughtless and disrespectful toward her. Well, stuff. it's true. Well, yeah, no, there's nothing untrue there. It just you know she unloaded on it big time. Um, meanwhile, um, we, uh, we get the stuff with John and Myron. He finally is able to talk Myron into dealing with the thing. And, um, he tells him, you know, repeats the words that Kara tells him in the beginning about fathers, you know, and the sons, sons become the fathers and stuff. And, um, puts the bracelet on his wrist and the chaos ends and the two Martians hug. Oh, they hug it out. The way Martian bros do. Um, they clean the wreckage of the DEO. Myron apologized to everyone. And John apologizes for not protecting them. But Karen and Alex are like, it's cool, bro. Don't worry about it. And, um... Sad. Then Supergirl kind of, uh, um, apologizes to Monel, But, uh, Mon-El's like, hey, I was a jerk. I get it. And I apologize, too. So, you're right. He's less of a douche than he was. And, yeah. um, and they go out for a flight. And while they're talking, 
birds start dropping out of the sky. Because pestilence. Yep. Is coming around. Dun, dun, dun. Here come the plagues. Yep. So. Now I wonder though, were those stunt birds? Did they have animal handlers there to they were the make birds sure from, they were okay? They were the birds from Birdemic. <laughs> Nobody saw Birdemic but you. <laughs> no one. Really? Uh, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh man, it was um the Mystery Science what? Theater crew did uh uh, the Rift Tracks guys from Mystery Science Theater did a movie called Birdemic, which was made yeah. for about a buck three fifty, and uh, <laughs> it, it was super duper bad. So, awesome. see, I've seen all of the Mystery Science Theater three thousands, but I've probably only seen about half of the Rift Tracks. I haven't seen that. One. Well, the, I would recommend Battlefield Earth. If you, I did see the Battlefield Earth one and the uh, the one for Batman and Robin. Those are both. Oh, I didn't see that. Those are both total aces in my book. I give this episode a B. It was cool. It was heartwarming. David Harewood's a good actor, and so is Carl Lumbly. They did well enough for the father and son stuff. I'm glad Supergirl got that stuff off her chest from Monel. You know, it's been a decent return for Supergirl since they went on break. Yeah. Um, so I give this one a B. Yeah, I, I was right around a B minus on it. Um, all in all, you know, for for something that either whether they meant to or not, kind of, you know, borrowed from a Star Trek episode in a way. Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, it was definitely tug at the heartstrings type story going on with Myron and everything. So, yeah, B minus. Uh, a minus. It was it was endearing. I don't know what's going on with me in these fields. I might have to get this checked out. Yeah, I might have to see my family physician. Yeah, maybe you need a douchebag after me. <laughs> No, I mean, I think I'm being less of a douchebag. Maybe oh. I need to get some douchebag levels restored. Oh, I see. Jerry's having feelings? That can't be. See, that's what I'm saying. My motto is feels are for eels. Don't be an eel. So, I think it's right. checked out. I don't know. I could be mellowing in my old age. I don't. Maybe, maybe. I need to throat punch some more. Maybe. Let's see. Yeah. You know, you did just have a birthday. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. That whole birthday thing where you contemplate your life choices and how you haven't killed enough people that needed to die and you're right i'll get on that you remember where all the bodies are buried yeah and you have your memory erased so you can never tell on yourself to the police yeah oh that's a good idea i haven't done that yeah Uh, allegedly allegedly (laughs) 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 allegedly and finally, <laughs> let's talk Krypt- Krypton. Krypton. I watched, I watched the original Superman movie earlier this week. Krypton is how Marlon oh, Brando they, so they don't say Krypton, they say Krypton. Everybody else does except for Marlon Brando. <laughs> Everybody in the movie pronounces it Krypton, including Christopher Reeve. Except wow. for Marlon Brando, he pronounces it Krypton. Even in wow. the flashback where he puts the uh, the, the crystal in. And he sees yeah. a hologram and it breaks off and stuff. Even then he calls yeah. it Kry- Krypton. So Krypton. anyway, nice. Krypton this week. Sounds like a verb, doesn't it? I've been, I've been out Krypton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Big Krypton? You know, big, big Krypton. Krypton. <laughs> or, right. or an L.A. street gang. You know, the Kryptons and the blood. Oh, okay. I no, I think it'd be the Kryptons and the Bloodins. 
Right. I mean, let's okay. be accurate. Or, or maybe that's <laughs> what the, the, the Tales from the Crypt Crypt Keeper does. He goes Krypton. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, this sets up a pretty interesting thing for Sag, right? He either has to have faith in his woman and her son from the future that they're going to save Krypton. Now I'm doing it again. They're going <laughs> to save Krypton. Or yep. he has to believe Adam that Superman is the savior of the universe. I mean, either way, these are both just ideas to Sag, right? Yeah. And he has to have faith that he's making the right choice. And they're both like kind of choices of faith, whether he's going to go with Druzad or Adam here, whether he's going to try to save the city that he knows and the planet that he knows and has grown up on, or, you know, let it be destroyed for this, you know, hypothetical last son of Krypton 200 years in the future. Um, they're both right, too. That's the weird part. Like, yeah. And look, look at his situation. Like, faith is not something you'd really value in a world where, like, the voice of Rao is, you know, the, the main thing you're supposed to have faith in. So faith yeah. is kind of questionable in general. Right. Like, like, do we really want to do this? Period. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. Yeah. Because, I mean, faith is kind of what has gotten them in the shit or where they are now anyway. Exactly. So you're telling me to have faith, but faith is exactly what I don't need to have right now. Right. you got to have faith to faith to faith. you got to have faith. So on one side you get Zod, who's right, saying, you know, hey, we have to save, you know, these hypothetical grandchildren you've never met and the city that you know and Krypton, you know, he has the knowledge of Krypton's demise. He's there to stop it. And then you have Adam who wants to say, you know, make sure Superman happens, you know, to save the right. entire universe, you know. And they both, you know, have faith they're doing the right thing. And they both are. I mean, they're both on the right... They are, yeah. They're both on the right side of their arguments. So, you know, it's hard to, like, know who to side with, you know. I mean, Lyda immediately bonds with her future son, you know, especially when she says the Zod, you know, like the Zod motto or whatever it was, our, our duty and our proud privilege or whatever. Right. Right. And Seg loves Lyda, so his instinct's going to be to go with her, right? And uh, But he and Adam are good friends now, you know, even though they're, they're like new friends, fast friends. Um, you know, they're, they're, when they talk, you can tell they're good friends. But the fact that Adam admitted some key details, like, you know, Krypton blowing up and stuff, <laughs> um, that kind of, yeah. like, kind of breaks his faith in Adam. He didn't lie to him, but he left out the, that detail. Oh, by the way, your whole planet is going to be de destroyed, you know. Um, um, the, the interesting thing here is Seg basically has a choice. Do I save my home world from being destroyed or do I save some far off distant future home world of right. some, of, uh, of my grandson adopted right. home world, you know, because with no Superman earth would probably be doomed. And this dude drew Zod <laughs> knows Seg as his like best friend's dad. You yeah, know, and they um they thought that, you know, I mean, Seg wants to be with Lyda, you know, they want to have a life together. And this kid, this guy, Drew Zod, is kind of the embodiment of that. He's saying, yeah, you know, you're my, you're my best friend's dad and stuff. I mean, I know you from the future and stuff. And I don't know, there's, um, they, they, um, at least, you know, they, they find the, the weapon behind like the Zod Eldor, Adam and the Sith Knights tell him it's doomsday. So another, you know, yeah. big, big drop from the Superman mythos or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Sega agrees to save Krypton, but not to release Doomsday, at least for now. Right. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that they're pulling Doomsday out of the cabinet already. Yeah, well, I mean, they pulled a lot of things out of the cabinet. We, I mean, did you think you were going to see General Zod? <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, no, no. No, no. I didn't think they were going to do this much time travel stuff either. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I don't dislike this show, but I'm still, like, and this, just like last week, this one was a good episode, but it just had, I had a hard time keeping my attention to it. It just, I, I, I can't explain it. Yeah, there, um, there were some um, Oh, go ahead. Were you engaging in any activities that could no. maybe? All right. Then that was my first, uh, That that's X's out my theory. Okay, just checking. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it just, I don't know. There's, there, there's just. And, and maybe it's the the filtering they use or something because it's always so sepia type. Oh, okay. Or, you know, oh, okay. I, I don't know. I'm just I get bored. Even though it's not bad, I get bored. Okay. So I'm just hoping because the first few episodes held my attention really really well. So I'm I and I I think it's a decent story they're putting together. It's a hell of a lot better than what we had expected. <laughs> that it, it, it could have been so. We also find out this episode the only reason Darren Vex married into the House of Vex was to take out the voice of Ra, uh, Rao. Um, it's which is weird. It's like a, that was a big twist for that character because he seems like such a a hardliner. I mean, he killed off Seg's grandfather and his parents and all this other stuff, but all of it is is in service of taking out um, the voice of Rao so they can unite with the other eight cities of Krypton. Um, yeah, which is um, interesting. Yeah, because I got the impression, like, I got the impression from the first episode when they uh, kill Seg's uh, parents or his grand his grandfather. I got the impression that, like, the voice of Rao had just shown up. Mm-hmm. Like Rao, Rao was already worshipped, and there was the. The, the church, but it wasn't as organized. I don't know. I just got. I, I can't. I have to go back and rewatch the first episode. But something in it gave me the impression in my brain that he, that the voice had just shown up. Well, I got that. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. I'm sorry. No, I got the feeling that that was like one of their the tenets in some kind of religion that was more abstract until he literally showed up. Like, like yeah, kind of like yeah. we believe that the Messiah or people that believe that the Messiah will come back. And, you know, but it's a it's a religion, and you just have to have faith. But this guy came back, or somebody who said mm-hmm. he was this guy came back. He he's the it's David like Koresh of Krypton. It kind of reminded me of the High Sparrow in uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh. yeah. There, there you go. Like a guy who who you know just kind of put himself in that that religious you know leadership uh, role, you know, taking advantage of the power that that brings. Um, that's kind of my equation for him anyway. I don't know. But yeah, I get what you're seeing too. I kind of get that impression too. Like he, you know, he, he's a you know new player on the scene. Um, there's uh, some cool stuff in this episode with him too. He's infected by Brainiac now, and he yeah. uh, he talks to Ona about faith and stuff. And he's, it, it seemed like he's trying to learn this. So he he's to me anyway. It seemed like he's trying to figure out how he can use it the best way. Right. To like you know his ends with the, the people of Candor and stuff. Um, Dev's faith in Jaina leads him to side with her and carry out an assassination attempt on the voice of Rao. They carry out their assassination attempt on the voice of Rao. 
and it reve- um, the voice reveals himself to be Brainiac during the assassination attempt to the Sagittarian. Dun, dun, dun. For another cliffhanger, so. Yeah, and that was, what, episode six? Yep. Because there, there's only ten, right? There's only ten. Four more to go. Yeah. Be interesting to see what they're going to do. I give this one a B. I like it well enough. Uh, I understand what you're saying, though, Chubb. There's a lot of philosophical stuff going on. Um, Hello? I'm here. Okay. (laughs) That was the end of my sentence. There's a lot of philosophical stuff going on. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were about to... Okay. <laughs> you didn't end it like a sentence. Sorry. You ended it like there was a pause. Like Period. A lot of <laughs> Period. Right. And, uh, it sounded like there was a, that was like yeah, a there was colon more, and then more you were going to. Right. Yes. I, well, I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, though. It's kind of like it can be a lot of, a lot to follow. So. But. Um, yeah. But I, I get it's what you're good. Saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it. This was a. It was a B. I mean, it, it's good. I just. I don't know. I don't know. I just. The first four episodes really had me paying attention. These last two, I don't know. Maybe it is all the the philosophical talk. I don't know. But I mean, everything with Zod. I didn't want General Zod to show up, but it was I, once he did. I thought it was kind of cool and, and kind of that predicament that you were talking about, you know, they're both not wrong. <laughs> so right. I, I like that, uh, you know, so we'll see. We got four more. Yep. And I think the 10 episodes uh, season is really going to help this. If they had dragged this out to like, Oh yeah. Know, full 22 or whatever, or 24, it would have been a real, ter- a real problem. So, uh, next week we're going to be talking about Batman Ninja. Which I already saw and I, I thought was really cool and wacky and fun. Um, this week we got the Teen Titans Go um, trailer. It just dropped today yep. as we're recording this. And I'm glad Daryl's not here so we can talk about this without him, you know, poo pooing all over it. But, uh, I mean, everybody's, you know, hype about Infinity War and Solo and everything. This is the movie that my kids are the way most hyped about. When they found out there's cool. a trailer today, they watched it like five times. I had, I had to explain to them who Deadpool was and why it was funny that Green Lantern says they don't talk about his movie. Um, yeah. And it's where Jerry gets her things and where she puts a, the preposition at the end of the sentence. You know, the book of face. Or... I, I am the excited. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's from Starfire. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't no, know. I, I really like that. I love the... Uh, yeah, it's great that you speak in Starfire. I recognize that immediately. I love the cartoon. Uh, my kids love it too, and the uh, the movie is coming out July seventh. It looks like it's saying a lot about superhero movies because the whole premise is that um, you know every superhero is getting their own movie. Why don't the Teen Titans? So yeah, they, they right. have to find a nemesis worthy of them so they can get their own thing. And I, I thought a really cool side note: Nicolas Cage is playing Superman. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome! Is that a cool callback or what? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Finally, for All listeners right, who didn't know, um, Nicholas Cage was going to be Superman in the uh, Tim Burton version of Superman that never came out. Um, there's a really good documentary about that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I like it. That movie, so I thought that was a nice Part touch. Of, uh, cinematic lore now. Yeah, they need to animate a scene though where Superman like 
overreacts to something and has the big Nicolas Cage eyes of when he overreacts. They got, they got to do that. They have to do that. That'd be great. I can't tell you how many times I've watched Nicolas Cage loses his sh on YouTube. Seriously, like it's oh, yeah, amazing. It's great. Like it's all great. the scenes put together. Oh, it's so Nick Cage. Oh my god. god. Yeah, we got. <laughs> um, we also have Kristen Bell as the voice of Jade Wilson. Um, uh, James Corden is going to be playing Balloon Man, and Will Arnett is playing uh, Slade, the villain, who they in the car in the um, in the trailer they mistake for Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like actually yeah, Deadpool they, copied from me so um, I wonder if there'll be a Lego Batman joke anywhere in there well, that'd be great if there were Little Yachty I just is saw playing Little Batman again last night it's so good that movie's excellent mm, it's so good it is it's so good it's, it's one of my... dance party <laughs> if Daryl like... were here he'd tell you three thumbs up right <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, Lego Batman. Lego Batman was like way better than it had a right to be. It was just really, really fun. Yeah, and oh, good. Zach Galifianakis was good as Joker, and yeah. uh, you know Rosario Dawson as uh, as Batgirl. I mean, that was a fun movie, man. It was a lot of fun. I've watched it a bunch of times with my kids, and every time I'm like, "Wow, this is really well done." Yeah. It so. really was, and you know what? And it was it was charming enough to catch the interest and keep the interest of kids. But it had so many references for adults. I mean, you it was just so dense and packed yeah. with comic book stuff and, and movie stuff. It was just amazing. Oh, They've been t- good with all those Lego movies. I mean, the Lego movie itself, this one, and even, I don't, you know, I'm a big Lego person, but I don't get the Ninjago sets or I don't really know much about it. But I got the, I watched the Lego Ninjago movie. It was good. Oh, my son it loves that movie. Jackie, pretty well done. Jackie Chan is all over that movie. Yeah, it's and, it's actually yeah. really really good. But I love, I love the part in uh, the Batman Lego movie where they reference every other Batman movie. Yeah, it's like that well, was this awesome. one or that time or that time or this time. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> well, that about wraps it up for DC TV this week. Uh, thank you to my cohorts and co-hosts for joining me, uh, Daryl. We can't wait to hear what you thought of Infinity War, buddy. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's gonna see it more than once, and you know. But uh, if you like uh, if you like geeky podcasts, I imagine you do because you've been listening to this one. Check out the Walking Dead TV podcast. The Fear of the Walking Dead is on, and we're covering that right now. Guess what, everybody? It's actually good. It's, it's been good. It's actually good. I know it's, it's hard to believe, but it's true. Fear of the Walking. I know. I like this season so far better than I liked the last season of the Parent Show. So it's been really good, surprisingly so. So, and we talk about it every week with uh, Craig and. Chapter and myself and Daryl and sometimes Aaron and, and Russ. So check that out. Also on the HHW LOD feed is uh, Dos Vidania, uh, the show about the Americans that Russ and Aaron and I are doing. Uh, we're in the final season of the Americans. We're doing uh, uh, a podcast every two episodes and just kind of recapping and going over it. We've all been fans of the show since the beginning, so we're tying a lot of the threads from the earlier seasons that they're picking up in this final season. Uh, the solid feces is about to hit the rotary oscillator for sure in that in that one. So check that out. And until next week, when we join you with another full slate of DC TV, including the Joker's funeral on Gotham, which should be fabulous. Uh, mm. We are ghost. Good night. Thanks, guys. Night. Later.